I have the evidence, comic fam. I have the information. Comic fam. Okay, so we, we were at this table today. We're chatting about CBCS specifically because we're getting comic books that are signed, ready for signature authentication. I'm at the table with Jeff, the Golden Age Guru, and we found something really interesting inside one of the comic books that actually made you want to take it out of the pile. Actually removed it from the show entirely so we can do another show today. While we're on that same note, we have a completely separate conversation that's kind of relating to this that we just kind of stumbled upon. How you doing, Jeff? And maybe can you lead us into this Wolverine talk? Start with Punisher. Because Key Collector, download the app, use the code TOM101, get it for a week. He did an update uh, letting the community know, hey, just so you know, issue 135 of Amazing Spider-Man, a lot of people associate that as the second appearance in comic books. But he does make an appearance in issue 134. And you had some choice words to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I heard about this. I didn't see the update, so I don't know about it. But, you know, I did hear around, around the way. And uh, I was like, God, you know, I want to look it up and just see. This is a feeling that you're like, whoa, 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 hold on. What? Because this goes against what you know as a dealer. And this is something I'm sure that kind of happens in the comic book community. Sometimes things that we thought once were are looked at a little differently. And it makes you a little uncomfortable. It makes you a little vulnerable, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's already a slippery slope between cameo and second and third appearances and first appearances. So for me, it's always been 135, and it's Ooh. been known. I, You okay? know, I personally thought 135 is the second appearance. But you know what? When you see 134, let's look at the pages. Let's see the pages in question. Yeah, I'm looking at the last page. The last page of 134, it's just a whole lot of Punisher going on there. There's a whole lot of Punisher. Not even a little bit. Like, okay, we have 134. We got tarantula on the cover, okay? Not to be confused with 135, which actually has a tarantula-looking like spider on the cover. Classic book, but no, we're talking about the villain. Well, and on this Punisher's one. on the cover. That uh, on 135, but 134. What do we have at the very, very end of the issue? Because it's something they do a lot in comics, kind of teasing the next issue. But dude, I don't know, man. All right, so we're looking at the page before. We don't have any information here. We have to look at the last page. Second panel. Just then. Through a gathering haze, Spidey sees those boots. Couldn't be him. Not now. I can't face him now. What do we see now? We see boots. We see another set of boots in a second panel. We see a gun in a hand in a third panel. We see a word bubble. Well, Spider-Man, it seems we met again. We see a full page spread with the Punisher holding a gun to Spider-Man that's bewildered with stars in his eyes saying, and this time I'm in control. Is that all he says? Nope. He says, this time you have to face the Punisher. Even says the Punisher and he calls himself the Punisher. How is this not the second appearance? This is just a lead up to the next story in the comic. Oh my gosh. Comic fam, I got to know what you think because this is, a, this is a, the moment. This is the moment of why it matters because up until today, this was something that was pretty much like known. 135. It's all about 135. But the problem is that as a show, we kind of adapted collectively a, a benchmark that isn't written in the overstreet. It's not written, like, there's nobody at CGC who's holding up the benchmark as if it's on a poster. We're talking about the 180-181 benchmark that we have established in the community, that I have personally stood behind and said, yes, 
Because I'm of the opinion that if it was up to me, Hulk 180 would be the big book. I think Wolverine makes a full appearance in Hulk 180. However, Hulk 181 is the Bronze Age mega key. It's not going to change. So I literally have the Hulk 180 page memorized in my brain, my, my, my noggin. And I think of that page. If I need it for reference, I pull it up. It's very easy to get. And I compare that 180 page to whatever cameo appearance that we're discussing. And if it is the same or more, it becomes a full appearance to me. Like the problem with this whole thing is the word cameo. The fact that we use the word cameo screws up everything and makes it complicated. If we never use the word cameo, then everything's just an appearance. And yes, I would agree. Hulk 180, like if you just want it black and white, I'm all about like, hey, he appeared here. 180 is his first appearance. 181 obviously appears a second time. You literally appear. The image is there, hence it's an appearance. But it's never going to change though. But so that's why I'm like, Man. since we're doing the cameo thing, I think if it's a lead up to the next story, it should be considered a cameo. If it's like one page at the end, it's a lead up to the story, which we see them do because they're mm -hmm. trying to trap you so you get in. That's kind of what we're seeing here. Coming in now, all right, and changing what the industry has been using for such a long period of time, okay, like changing a 135 to a 134, for me, okay, I think this is the same thing as 180. If we're just judging that that little that little Wolverine there is just an intro to the next story buildup, that's the same thing as this. We can't just say the size. We're saying that's the purpose of Wolverine. Whether it's the full page or not, that is the purpose of that little character to give you the buildup. So for me, this is the buildup to the next story. It's a cameo. Us coming in to redefine that and saying that this is no longer the cameo is the problem for me because it's already such a complicated slippery slope that we are now going to change some of these already fully accepted and um, you know situations like this and go back to all the books and be like, hey, like 182 is also now considered the the third appearance or the second appearance of Wolverine. Well, actually, that's a great example where we can now take this to because comic fam, I want to know your thoughts about this 180, 181. Now the conversation about ASM 134 and 135 will show both appearances. Is this a appearance or do we just call it a cameo? Can a cameo happen after a full appearance takes place? Keep in mind, he shows up in 129. He's in the entire issue. So these are questions that come up and then it causes the market to rethink here's the thing when you look at hulk 182 although we have a lot of wolverine on that first page because it's a continuation from 181 we have cgc that doesn't count it as an appearance counts it as a cameo making giant size x-men number one the second full appearance of wolverine it's, it's to me when we're going down that route, that is more confusing. Yeah, this is the first page of the comic. This is not like the end of it saying like, hey, this is the new story. This is the wrap-up of a story. So See, for uh, me, 182 should be the second appearance. And my, yeah, like if we're going by that, like why would it not be if he appeared in the first page if we're assuming that cameo? Because based off of that, story? that would put it with 181. Essentially, you're calling it a 181.5. I'm not. I, I mean, I, I can see why you could call this though the second appearance because <sighs> oh. it's not the continuation, you know, build up to the next story. It's literally in the next book on the very first page. It's you're wrapping up. You're wrapping up the story here that you started. So I would think. <laughs> But for me, on 134, 135 specifically, like, 
That's a Again, lot of Punisher, using, dude. It doesn't matter if it's this big or that big. If it says what it's, if we're talking about Wolverine, if the only thing was Wolverine fully there and it just says the exact same stuff, then it's doing the exact same thing as a cameo would do, just giving you a brief appearance of what's to come. See, comic fan, we want to hear your thoughts in the comment section below because we chat a lot about gold. We don't typically have the guru here chiming in about some bronze and silver age appearances that, you know, a lot of people have their opinions on. And I bet this one is going to be one that's going to come up on the mic in the future. Now, we're here to talk about a Golden Age comic because similar to some heroes and villains, there's different interpretations of appearances and where value should be assigned. But especially when we go back really far, that's when the prices really get interesting. And we have the first appearance of Mr. Mind, kind of, from the Shazam run in Captain Marvel. Yes, Captain Marvel Ventures number 22. So he appears here, okay, and but he appears only in voice form. All right. Okay, this is the first time. Yeah. You don't know that this character was very small. You don't know that this reveal is that he's a worm, very small, and he can't speak very loudly. He has to use a speaker, and this was pivotal at the time. Back when this book came out in the early 1940s, this book has a 1943 publication date. It was blowing kids' minds. Have you ever heard someone chat about consuming this comic book during that actual era when these were hitting the stands? I can only imagine when you're talking about an evil team being put together as the Monster Society of Evil, which is every single major villain that Captain Marvel had fought, who's the one of, if not the biggest hero at the time, okay, and having all his villains being led by this magical voice against him, I mean, it's got to be a captivating story. This was something that was kind of unheard of at the time. Again, 43. This was one of the first assemblies of multiple villains that was piecing together kind of an epic saga. These comics, particularly in Captain Marvel, these were kind of like a superhero funny book. These were very like closed narratives, typically within one comic, sometimes having more than one story, many times having multiple stories. So when this narrative was connecting and there were these villains that were making this plot more epic and higher stakes, I've actually heard individuals that were living during this time talking about this run of comic books, discussing how they couldn't even fathom what was happening. They're like, oh my gosh, there's actually something going on and I'm worried. They started feeling less about get the new fu funny comic book and read it and then be done with it. And it was more about, oh my gosh, I need to get the next one. Like I'm actually worried about my hero. And this was unique. This was something that wasn't happening at the time. So over issue after issue, slowly finding out that we have a villain that's masterminding this whole thing, orchestrating the whole event, the reveal of who it was, who Mr. Mind was, was actually like the talk of the town. So this voice, okay, this thing coming out of the, uh, the radio or microphone, all right, we would find out. Four issues later, in issue 26 of Captain Marvel Adventures, cool American flag cover, too, who Mr. Mind really was. Can you imagine these kids, issue after issue? There A lot of the times they were trading. You know, I've heard these, th this story multiple times that, like, back then, some kids couldn't afford certain titles. So it's like, all right, you covered Captain Marvel, and then I'll cover this other random title. We'll trade, you know, back and forth. So uh, who, who's Mr. Mind? 
We're going to find out. And then you just get another teaser and another teaser and another teaser to find out that Mr. Mind's a tiny worm. I got I got to know. I know I know kids read this cuz this was more for the younger readership because it's a it's a a, a massive like superman like character but he's really a kid. Okay? So that was the appeal for the younger readership. Okay? These kids who can believe they can have these powers. Shazam. Yeah, instead of just, you know, an alien life form that, you know, is the most powerful being in all of comics basically. So, I don't know if you're going to be let down as a kid or excited that it's a worm. Like, I'm thinking if I'm reading this, is it like me watching the end of It, the original It, and being like, oh, my God, it's a stupid spider. Spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't watched <laughs> this movie that's been out for like 35 years. Okay, so it's like, right? Like, I, I would think if I'm a kid, I'm reading this, oh, my God, who's this voice that's able to gather all these all these super villains? I think Am you're I just like, down I think you're just so hit with that this has never been done before, that the fact that it was a worm is so trippy that you're probably just like so... You're in like this bizarre land, you know, as a kid. You're like, you don't even know how to interpret it. It's so foreign. You're like, it was a worm. Like, comic books are blowing my mind, you know? Like, I think that's probably what a lot of people were hit with. All right, so we have this book here. Classic. Classic key. And you've been holding on to it for a while because it's signed on the inside. And I wanted to see it in person. I wanted to see what the signature looked like. And when we opened it up, we kept turning the pages because there were more than one page of significance in here. This thing is a historical document. This thing is very special. And it was so revealing how special it was that you took it out of your pile for grading and you don't want to get it graded now. When I bought this book, the person I bought it from clearly did not flip through it. Okay? I spent like 90 bucks on this book. It's like nothing. Such a steal. And I remember going through it and just looking at the person and he was just happy to sell it. Because it isn't in nice shape. It's got like, I don't know, Look, it might have been even in a binder at some point. But speaking of binder, okay, if you look <laughs> on side the inside page, all right, this was signed by Otto Oscar Binder, okay? He's the writer of this story. And he wrote over 980 stories from 1941 to 1953. He was with Fawcett, Okay. Out of 1,740 stories of the Marvel family, okay, when I say Marvel family, I'm talking Captain Marvel, Mary Marvel, Uncle Marvel, Captain Marvel Jr., all right, he wrote over half of them, okay, so very prolific. Very busy person. So he signed it, and when he signs the book, he also has a stamp that he stamps with, and he notated panels specifically on here and he like initialed them for some reason don't know why i feel like this was presented to him by a collector and the collector made a request like hey can you go through this book and notate where you had any input and he went through this book and you can tell that he he wrote little notations he like went page by page and was like up oh, star i walk me through some of these yeah like one of them is three stories by Otto Oscar Binder, he, he initialed it, including equals chapter one, Mr. Mind. So he even notated the significance of this book. He knew that this was a big deal regardless, and he had more to say about that. Yeah, and as we continue to flip through, he goes through several pages that seemed important to him to make a notation. And one of them here in particular is an ad here. And on this ad, I'm not even sure which story he's referring to, but he writes, first issue written by Otto Oscar Binder. He, he even made a little note. This was the first issue written by 
him. So he's like just going page by page and he was inspired. He had something to say about it because he was connected to so much of this work that uh, there was a lot of ads and different things in this issue that, yeah, he could sign a little notation and put his initials there. But then, oh my gosh, dude, when I got to this page that you're about to get to, like describe what happened in my freaking kitchen. Yeah, you kind of froze and you just kept looking at me. Like you were out of breath and couldn't even voice Dude, correctly what you needed to say. I was holding this thing, looking, because this is actually the first page that I saw, because I didn't know what I was getting into. You said that it was signed by Otto Bender. So yeah. I'm standing there, and I'm looking at a page that I actually thought had some type of scribble from a past owner. It was too much text. It didn't look like a signature. It was like someone wrote their grocery list or something on here. And then I stood there and read it aloud and my hands started shaking. He wrote how Mr. Mind started with an exclamation point. And this title page says the monster society of evil. This is the first appearance of the monster society of evil. This is when it happened. And then he wrote before underlined, I knew he would be a worm. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's sitting there reminiscing about the creative process back in 1942, 43, when this was created and published. Yeah. I mean, it might have not even been known or just, or like officially decided that this should be a worm. Yeah. We don't know who it's going to be. Just, just, uh, just make him voice bubbles. Uh, He's coming out of a microphone. Yeah. we'll, We'll figure it out later. Four issues later. That's right. Wow. What an amazing piece of history, dude. Like, I don't know. There's something about like being able to look at those pages that it's like, you know what? I get why you don't want to slab it. That is, it's just art and so much like preservation in those pages of an important time. And I'm just astounded. I totally agree. I mean, that that's definitely the reason I'm not going to encapsulate just so I can flip through this again and just look at that because it really is something special when you have it in hand and, um, you but, know, just get a chance to look at, possible decision-making process of of this historical character but it's just a cameo right just a voice cameo not <laughs> not even appearance cameo voice cameo comic fam hit that comment section below let us know what you think about this captain marvel issue number 22 and let us know what you think about this cameo first appearance talk i'm thinking we're gonna have to continue the conversation in the future and as always geek responsibly